listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today is a bit of a different sort of podcast, but I tell you what, it's an absolute ripper. Uh, We have on board Peter Lloyd to talk a little bit about his business story, um, about how building the right kind of business can deliver you wealth and freedom. Now, this episode might be a little bit woo-woo for some people. So just putting a warning out there right at the beginning. But it's such a fabulous story and I think really well-timed given we're in a difficult business climate for many businesses at the moment. And many businesses um, during this really difficult COVID period might be stressed and might be stressed to the point where the whole business model is under question. And the episode that I have here today with Peter, I think, really focuses well on how a business owner can go from a business that has declined. In fact, Peter talks about his history of one of his businesses that ended up in liquidation and put him in personal bankruptcy. But he talks also about the upside of all of that and how it all turned around for him and the strategies that he put in place to moving from bankruptcy to having the business of his dreams, where he really sets his own terms. And so, Peter and his wife, Kim, are now in the situation where they have a business that they can leave for six weeks, heading to Whistler, apparently, which sounds just fabulous. Perhaps not right at this moment because we're still in the middle of lockdown for COVID. (laughs) But the point is he has a business now that allows him to do that. In fact, he has multiple businesses. Uh, I think in this podcast, he talks now about currently owning three businesses, although having owned many more in the past. But the lessons that he's learned along the way about how to create a business that can deliver you not just wealth, but also freedom um, and the sort of freedom that uh, you could perhaps only just dream about at the moment. So without further ado, let's talk to Peter because I tell you what, this is a bumper. It's a really great story. So here we go talking to Peter. Peter, I just wanted to say an absolutely massive thank you for joining us on Talking Law. Very excited to be here. <laughs> Okay, now what I... No? (laughs) (laughs) Now, the reason, um, and I'm just so grateful for you for coming onto the podcast today because when we first started talking and and we started talking in the context of um, working together in, in, Mm. um, in some gym acquisitions, but we'll leave that to the side for the moment. But when I first started talking to you, I knew that you had some stories that I really wanted to delve into on this podcast. And there's another reason 
I actually just really love talking to you because you've got this uh, rawness. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, at, yes. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it some, some people might call that an egotistical bastard, but I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably more my wife. But, uh, uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, this podcast is um, audio edited, but we're going to leave this one quite raw today. Mm. So I, I, I feel the need to already splash a bit of a warning. Um, you know, if, if the, there might be some yeah, language will. today and um, you know what, if, if that doesn't work for you, then just listen over it because the content is it's so going to be worth important. listening yeah. to. That's and right. I'll try and stem it a little bit, guys. <laughs> you know what, don't. You know what, <laughs> I think the people, our listeners out there are ready for something raw, so let's yeah, start yeah. with it. <laughs> good, okay. Now, Peter, I want to, um, I'm really, I have a really strong belief, belief in business uh, growth through acquisition. Um, and when I heard you talking, I could hear, um, uh, I, I could hear within you someone who had worked through the elements of business in terms of finding a way to make things easier or maybe fit with your life plan a bit better. And, um, and, and that's part of what I really wanted to dig into today. And then I wanted to make sure we could deliver to our listeners how you got there and what your recommendations are. So, so some of the learnings from the past and, and now what it is that you're following that's really sort of gelling for you and has worked well for you because I think you're beating a path that's quite different to uh, the majority of business owners I speak to and I think that's cool and I, I think it's really worth delving into and, and exploring a little bit. So before we get into um, where you are now, how about it you give us just a really quick background um just so that we we can see where you are uh now and how you got got to um where you are because i think it's a unique story okay um so uh, i guess my story it's like everyone else grew up in a small country town um my uh, i grew up in a very violent uh family uh and my mum asked me to leave at the end of uh, year 10 which i did i hitchhiked up to from south australia up to tully queensland um and uh, I think that was the start of my wonderful journey. Obviously, I took some, there was a lot of lessons that you learned through that, but then uh, a few years later. Sorry, can I just pause yeah. you? What You said a lot of lessons um, and, yeah. and you started off when you were talking about that. You said, like a lot of people, and to be completely frank, <laughs> I don't know that there are, you know, like, you know, it's it sounds like a really tough childhood there's not many people yeah. in a hitchhiking themselves you know across the country so what's the one one learning that you reflect back on and you say you took out of that period I guess um the biggest well this is intimate but I guess the biggest thing for me is I, I when I got up there and I was in this house I, I was I got dropped off at a random person's house and they said he'll look after you uh, for a couple of months about Five months later, after living in that house, I rang my father and I was at the point where I forgave him. Mm. And I even said to him, I forgive you and I love you no matter what. And um, we were both crying at the time. Mm. And uh, he goes, I don't deserve that. And that was the big, that was the turning point of my, of me being a victim. Mm. Mm. You know, because everyone stays in that victim mentality. And if you come from a place of love and, forgiveness then you can move on you're elevating yourself higher and higher and higher and I think I believe that's what we're all here for and that was the turning point for me Mm. I think the biggest lesson 
than you think. You're quite young to hit that that insight, though. I guess you know, you, if you look at kids in Africa or anything like that, then they've probably got those sort of insights too. You know, when when any human person or spirit is put into a place of pain or fear and anger, it you know it comes out in different formats. You know, I think when when your life is you know some of the best lessons we learn in life are from tragedy. Yeah. So people need to embrace the tragedy as much as they embrace the joy. Without the fear, you don't embrace the love. Mm. If you were just in love all the time, you wouldn't you wouldn't grasp the concept of the different levels of love. Mm. You need to understand the concept. You need to understand you are both. You are both fear and you are both love. I love it. And so here you are. Um, mm-hmm. in meant to be in year 10 but yes. not not even so, finishing yeah. school I love yes. it and, so and I went to I went to Darwin from yeah. there I went to Darwin and uh, I I spent a year, few years uh, laboring around there went for Paspali Pearls I did all the uh, top end of Australia on a pearl boat which was amazing did prawn trawling um, uh, lots of adventurous things that uh, I found very exciting um and then I joined the military. Uh, I turned into be a, a parachute specialist. Wow. I spent 11 years there. I injured myself over in East Timor and got a medical discharge around 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, started up an e-commerce business selling gym equipment. Right. With uh, <laughs> some business partners. So we sold spas. We, we did exceptionally well. Um, but because the GFC hit us, but because we were spending too much, money uh, on cars etc etc you know we didn't have an understanding of budgeting or anything like that uh that that all came crashing down and uh, that sent me sent me personally bankrupt so we lost i lost all my wife's most of my wife's money Mm. all of my money i'd had multiple properties we'd done uh, a little bit of developments uh with you know share trading uh back then so yeah and then you know, getting back to that initial question you asked me, that, that was the turning point. Uh, you know, we talk about some of the the hardest things in your life create the best things as well. Uh, so at that time of bankruptcy, it was a very dark spot, but that's what created the amazing life I have now. And I just, um, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that we're having this discussion and reflecting on some of these things right in the middle of, COVID, um, mm. obviously, um, it may not be obvious, uh, um, you are in the gym industry. It is an industry that is, you know, being completely hit by, oh, yeah. you know, um, and, and here we are when we're recording, um, almost everything is opening up and yet the gyms still don't I have our time frame. But it's, it's, it's complete bullshit. I mean... <laughs> You know, you've got, Didn't mean to start, you've got people who go drink grog at a bloody bar and yeah. put poison into their body. Oh, yeah. I like a drink, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't have a bloody gym open with yeah. a horse per square metre person. It just it makes yeah. absolutely no sense. But they'll uh, come back. But, but the, 100%. Is, the people, I, I feel like a lot of our group of listeners at the moment are going through pain and and I guess some of what you're talking about here is you've done the pain but yeah. the pain had a silver lining. Everything has a, a seed 
Mm. It's like a mustard seed of of goodness to it, and and we don't necessarily understand it at the time. You know, if this if this COVID has allowed you to reflect on your life, the way why you're living it, mm. and you hate it, then to me that's amazing. That's a step because that is the uh, that is the first step to change, and yeah. and you're the only one that can create that change, yeah. And that's the mustard seed of hope, yeah. That's and, the mustard seed of growth. And so, what what is it that at that period? What was it at, about that period? of, you, you know, having, having built all this wealth from nothing and then mm-hmm. having lost it all, um, what, was the, what were the learnings then? What have you taken on and what fueled you to be where you are now? Oh, that was, oh, that was brutal pain, like brutal demoralising pain and that took me to a really dark spot for a couple of years. But what we realised, I mean, Thankfully, my wife, if anyone wants to look her up, uh, Kim Lloyd on Facebook, but she's she uh, obviously was a helped me in that turning point where we both t- came together a little bit closer, a lot of pain. I was a complete asshole. Um, but it was probably more us understanding that we were happy together without anything. Mm-hmm. And you can utilise this for yourself. If, you're, if, if you lived your day by the day, not looking at yourself in the future or the past, you remove the past and you remove the future, you're freaking happy. Mm. You're, most of the time you're happy. It's all these potential programming of I should be here, I should have done that. I, look what I did previously. That is not you. That's the past, mm. yeah? So if we can come into the context of that day, I think that's what allowed us to, uh, to come back to that day and go, God, we're so blessed. Mm. You know, my wife was pregnant and two weeks uh, due in like two, three weeks when I had to come home and tell her we have to go bankrupt. Mm. Isn't how that, isn't how that makes you feel. But, but from that, we'd create our own vision. And this yep. is the other thing that if a big point with that guy, everyone, if anyone's listening, if you don't have a specific vision that you can engage in, for us, we did a goal board. I know a lot of people laugh about it and they go, you know, that's dumb as dog shit, whatever. I, I don't care. But for me, when you wake up after losing everything to you and having a new baby, um, you need something to create energy uh, for you to get up to go to work, okay? So my driver was looking at this vision board. At the start, I thought this is complete bullshit. There's no way I can reach these goals and these targets, Okay. But then I, what I did is I did a D, Dr. D. Martini course. If any is known, brilliant, brilliant mm. guy. Mm. And it allowed us to link our values to our life. So every decision we made from then on was linked to our values. You need to understand your core values. Yeah. And, and, and I suggest everyone out there write down, if you've got you or your partner, the 10 most important things to you and consider yourself a life raft. Okay. And it's thinking. Okay, get rid of six of them. Okay, if you've got to throw them overboard, they're going to die. Your top four that you keep in that boat is your core values. Okay, very important, guys. And if you live your life by your values, you will be happy. And so, what and what were the values that you then came up with as being core to you? Family, 
Yeah. Okay, family, because that that's what, for me, it was family, my, my wife and my kid, okay? But then second of all, and this is very important, money. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I'll explain that a little bit more. Uh, then there was health and then there was fitness. Mm. Health is easy. You just eat healthy, okay? Fitness is easy. You just go for a jump or whatever makes you happy, okay? Um, the family was easy. Well, I've got a wife, so it's not that easy all the time. But, um, <laughs> but um, and then the money thing, and, and a lot of people probably take the money thing the wrong way, but I'm a big believer in if you put your energy, if money's on the bottom of your list, money needs energy. It needs attraction. It needs a job to do. It needs to be, it needs focus on it. It's like anything. If you don't give a shit about your husband or your wife, you lose them. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to grow your marriage, you focus on your marriage. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's, you put energy into it. A lot of people, they just go, I'll get my wage. I, I put a hundred bucks in savings. You know, they, it's just like, you've got to put energy into it. And it, and it doesn't mean that you're focused on money. It's just money is just an energy to help you get what you want in life. It's a, tra- it's a trade. Everyone's trading everything. If so, everyone says they're not into money, that's complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, think about it. You've got to buy groceries. You've got to, you know, everyone's got, you, if you've got a new car, you want to travel, you want to buy skis to go skiing, you want to send your kid to a private school, everyone's freaking interested in money. It's just yeah. whether they allow themselves to freaking believe that or not. Yeah. So when you truly believe that, then things change. So, yeah. And what, one of the other things that um, I have heard you say, is the freedom of time. So whilst it doesn't make it to your top four, I have a feeling ah, that must be linked. a driver as well. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, uh, uh-huh. Yes. Now, the reason why we put money up, we put money and then the word freedom next to it. Mm-hmm. So it's what we associated money and that's what I meant it comes back to. It's what you associate family. I mean, your family might be your dog, your cat. Um, so for me and Kim, our association of money was not money to go buy a nice car. Mm. Our association with money was to give us time, which is mm. the most valuable, apart from your family. But yeah, you could have a family and have no time. What's the freaking point? Mm. You're going to spend time with the family. And so tell me, let, let's move right now to today just so that we can give you know a contrast of the picture okay so where are you now have you gotten yourself uh, that freedom and time yes without without a doubt more than anyone else i know in in real reality that well that i've met so and even i i get teased about it by my friends as well <laughs> so. <laughs> so give us a snapshot what does it look like what what are you doing at the moment how many businesses do you have and why does that work for you okay so uh, i live in noosa Uh, all my businesses are in sydney yep uh, and that's for a reason Uh, i've dreamt about living in noosa uh, a long time ago so we just we realize that the closer you are to something the more involved you can be so i've taken myself away from that and worked on empowering my staff to, to run our business because then that gives me freedom. So I'm in Noosa. I wake up to the sunrise over the ocean every morning. Wow. Okay. I have a dog, a cat. I don't have anyone that rings me up and tells me I have to be at work. I don't have any clients that tell me 
that I have to, like this call, pain in the ass, right? This is for me. This is, I'm like, is this a We're very value? grateful to you, Peter. We're very, very grateful. <laughs> I think we'll find by the end it's very high value. <laughs> no, but, you, but, but you see, it's how people value their time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I value my time. I don't allow anyone else to come into my time that I don't highly value. And that doesn't mean I'm not a giving person or I don't show love and empathy and give my time. It's just I'm very critical with it. You know, so so you know, I, yesterday I went for a three hour walk with my wife along the beach, having a business meeting. I spend my time listening to auto books, um, reading. Uh, researching on the internet, um, exercising, going for swims in the ocean, taking my kids surfing, mountain bike riding. You know, but that's my thing. You know, and look, I've got three gyms at the moment. I'm about to, I've got another three to build. I've sold gyms before because they weren't in alignment with my values. I had to fly to Perth and that was a pain in the ass. So I just went, you know what, sell it. Yeah, I had one in Geelong, pain in the ass, let's sell it. I, I just want something simplistic that's for me though everyone has their own values and time and, and that's what works for me and that's what we're trying to create in this mentoring course is is time and freedom and everyone to break out of the bloody chains of debt uh that they're in you know and um, so tell us how when when you first started to see business as a way to achieve this for you but having said that before we branch into that it it um, you know, it sounds like in this period before you went bankrupt, you'd worked out a formula of how to at yep. least make money, right? So you, it sounds yeah. like you had a business and that made money but before it all. Uh, no, no, we didn't. So we had a, yeah, we had a business, but before that I made most of my money whilst I was in the army saving. Right, right. got it. And saving okay. and, and we saved really hard. Like we, so you're a good saver. Yeah, I'm a good saver. Got it. Um, um, and look, the business went really well. We made a lot of money with that, but then we lost it all. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and but I'd um, just so you know too, I I uh, brought my mum into the second gym. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, just skipping a, a little bit because I got distracted. Um, I did that to give her freedom. Mm. So my mum had a very difficult life, very traumatic, and so now she has the freedom to travel anywhere, anywhere in the world. She doesn't have to work. Okay, so tell us how. What is the formula? How is that? So you said you brought your mum into one of, one the, of the businesses. businesses. So you'd yeah. obviously discovered a formula before that. If you thought bringing mum in yeah, was so going to achieve something for us, so let's. What is the? Let's start with that first one. What's the formula? How did you find it? What is it? Okay, understand your values. Okay, yep. so so go through your values, and then what you do is you look for a business that works with your values. So we looked at Boost Juice, we looked at food shops, we looked at $2 shops, we looked at you name it, everything, okay, and nothing was sitting within our values. Mm -hmm. But then we found a gym that the system allowed us to have low staff, um, you know, no food uh, or was packaged, you know, um, and it was close to our values because, remember, one of our values was health. Yeah. Yeah? And so... For us, we looked at it and we went, oh, this is amazing. This, is, this, this works for us. Um, we didn't have enough money to do it, by the way. Right. Um, so, so that is the first step, Understand correlating a business to your values. 
Yeah. And then what we did is uh, we focused on how we could get that. Okay. And this is a little bit woo woo, but we kind of believe that your thoughts create your reality. Okay. Mm. And it's like a quantum physics. Okay. So if you are projecting, it's like, you know, the red car theory. You know, you look at a red car and you like it, you see it online. Then all of a sudden, if that red car drops, your eyes pick it up straight away. Uh-huh. It's the same context. Okay. So if you're always looking, searching, and very critical, you have to be very mindful of the words and the thoughts that you say to yourself. Okay. And this is another big thing that we changed. Uh, so when we wrote our goals out, we do daily action tasks. I am living in, it is the date, 22nd of May, I'm living in Noosa. I can feel the wind from the warm sea air. I can, do you understand that? It's the association. Mm. So what I'm doing is I'm creating an image within my head that lets off a chemical release that gives me joy when I think about that, okay? Mm. So, and that gives me an infinite energy to drive towards that, okay? So that was my, our second big thing. A little bit woo-woo, but I don't give well, a shit. Um, it's, it's funny that you're talking about this because I, I know a lot of people think stuff like this is new age and woo-woo, but I, I think it was Napoleon Hill who wrote oh, Think and Grow it. Rich, right? Yes. Yeah, Back in, was it, when was it, like the 1920s or? Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was the 90, yeah, he, uh, it, Carnegie uh, um, paid him to or said, look, this is going to be a, you need to do this to change people's lives. So, yeah. Yeah. And and then so you know I I just think you know um like there's the point in showing that this sort of discussion or um thought process is not new age right <laughs> because it's been around for a really long time because yes. that book yes. was written a long time ago. I know. just wanted to throw that in because I was thinking <laughs> it sounding very well, Napoleon. I'll stop saying it's woo woo then. <laughs> 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 Look, and, and I think the critical thing is too, and that comes back to we live in this uh, realm of um quantum physics where our thoughts create our reality, right? Because you can be stuck in a, a shitty house uh, with no food, no food, and still be happy. It's all about your perception of your mindset, okay? Yep. But then what we do, what we did then is what we made sure that every single week went into the real world with our thoughts and go, okay, now we have to be realistic. How do we get the money? How do we get as much money as we can? And it's a mix of that uh, quantum and, and real world because yep. you can't just be a yogi sitting on a, fucking rock saying yeah. oh, um i want to meditate be- and it will appear does it probably not gonna happen exactly that way you know and this is the other thing so so action was the the third step for us yep. yeah but not just your normal action it's like action if you tell me that you're you want to do something and a lot of people i talk to they go, oh, i want to go and do this i go okay so you've got eight hours you worked, you know, you spend two hours with your kids or whatever. Uh, what do you do for the rest of the night, Monday, Tuesday? I'll watch the Netflix series. It's like bullshit. You're not, you're, not, you're not really interested in doing that. You know, you're not really driven. That is not full purpose. Mm. No, it's commit to your goals 1,000%. 
So, yeah. so then taking that and, and working out the practical application of that. So you decided, okay, we, um, you know, we need to be clear about what we actually, we, we want to make sure we're um, very considered about what we're creating for ourselves in terms yeah. of business we're going to go into. We'll think about what businesses align with that. And, Correct. you know, even if um, I, I guess like the really practical side is, well, that makes a lot of sense anyway, because if you're going to be spending a lot of time doing something, you may as well be bloody doing something that is enjoyable. Exactly. <laughs> and then, exactly. and so then you take that and you go, okay, um, gym business, this sounds great. We want to do that. Fits. It fits our values model. It also fits an economic model of business that we think will deliver a strong return, which meets our value of money. Um, but we don't have any money. So <laughs> what, what did you do? How did you I get the money? Okay, so uh, after going bankrupt, I think we had about 70 grand of Kim's money because um, uh, I was bankrupt. Uh, it, you, it's funny how the universe works. It was one random day and uh, I was labouring and uh, I went and saw a, a friend at a new gym uh, and Anytime Fitness and we <laughs> I pulled up and I walked through it and I just had this inspirational feeling, this is it. Because I'd spent every lunch hour, every smoko, every single part of my day going, it's going to come. It's come, I'm going to find it. And I know I had no money, right? And it, it, I just, when I walked in, it was like a feeling of this is it. So then I, I, I was lucky enough, the owner was there, there. It was the first day it was open. It's like one of the first any times open in Australia. He saw me and I said, can I have a, a word to you tomorrow with my wife? Can I bring her back here? He goes, yeah, absolutely. He gave me some details and we came back and then within four days we put our deposit down and I said, I've only got this much money. He goes, don't worry about it. I'll find you a deal where we'll get the incentive to pay it, like the lease incentive to pay it. And that's exactly what he did. How did that work? So, so Okay, so... Well, so you know when you get a landlord to yeah. throw in an incentive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him, I said, I've only got 70 grand. And yeah. the franchise fee was like 35. Yeah. I said, how am I going to build a gym? He goes, don't worry about it. I'm, this is what I'm good at. I'll find you a property and I'll get them the incentive to put the, put the money in to do it. Right. And so, so you didn't have to, I so they, the landlord, wait. so you're committed to I'll, a period of time. I was committed so I to a franchise a area, yeah, yeah. and then... Then what we went is, well, okay, we don't have enough money, okay? Yeah. So we, we had enough for the fit-out, but we don't have enough for the bank guarantee. We don't have enough for the uh, cash flow. Yeah. So then we went, okay, who else do we know that we can collaborate with to um, give us some money to come in as shareholders? Yeah. And, and luckily enough, it was uh, Kim's sister uh, was in the PT industry and her, her uh, boyfriend was there and, and we brought them in. So it's another step, guys, collaboration. Collaboration is critical, but you have to collaborate with people that have the same values as you. Very, very important. And so that's how we got our first gym. We didn't make any money for two years. Nothing. I was standing. Yeah, and then it, it just snowballed from there. And so then you found a way to finance it and now you're living the dream and then sometimes living the dream isn't exactly what the dream was, right? Because you're actually <laughs> like working bloody harder than you've ever worked uh, in your whole look, life. But you've got a dream that's propelling you. And, and that, that's right? the thing. When I come back to that infinite energy, 
it's different when you're doing something for you and your family. I'm not going to lie, guys. I, I busted my ass. I, I was on the train. I, I didn't have m- enough money to drive a car, so I had to get on the train. It took me an hour, 20 minutes to get there. Uh, I had to leave at 7 o'clock and get back at 9.20. Sometimes I'd miss the freaking train stop and end up halfway down Wollongong so I wouldn't get to bed to 11. And, you know, getting out for a new baby help with the bottle feed, and uh, it, it was tough. And But that, you know, I, I remember sitting on the train one time when I just worn out, just telling the universe to go get fucked. <laughs> I said, you are not going to beat me. I don't give a shit what you throw at me. I'm going to beat you and there is nothing that you can do about it. And it was really weird because within like two months, the gym started making profit for the first time. Oh, that was <laughs> bloody awesome. Yeah, and it's like I do believe – I. We can truly do believe that when you allow the ability for you to, it's like your next level, yeah? When you, are re- when you can control that amount of money, to get to the next level, you have to show that you can control that money. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you get it? Yeah. And, and so tell me, so, okay, so now we're at the point where the gym's actually making money, thank goodness, because mm-hmm. uh, there's a bit on the line at this point, including <laughs> your sister-in-law's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, buddy, yeah. At what point did you decide now you're going to, did, did you acquire another gym or was the next gym a Greenfield Look, site as well? It was a Greenfield site. Yeah, um, okay. So, because uh, it was still new, new, there was like, we were the 30th gym open in Australia. Uh, wow. First. So we had, like, our friends told us we were stupid, crazy, you know, there's five gyms there already. Um, so we got a lot of flack for that. But when we just started to see it turn, we could see that there was momentum in it and um, we decided to pick up another one. We had just a little bit of cash, but we knew if we, we held it, I'd negotiated to not pay the franchise fee for a certain amount of time longer um, because, you know, new franchise, it was uh, early acts, you know, it was more flexible. Uh, and then we bought that. And then by the time that came up, my mum had some money, which she threw in. Uh, we got that one going. Uh, then we did uh, did a couple more, actually. And that, it's just a snowball effect. We, we kept our costs low. Like we didn't live the fancy lifestyle. We didn't have a new car. We, I, you know, I had a secondhand Sonata, Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> that everyone would laugh at me at. But, you know, when you're banking 20, 30 grand a month and you're still driving a Hyundai Sonata, you don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and the trick is another big thing what people don't understand is they start spending it straight away. Mm. Yeah? And they don't, you've got to reinvest that, you know, live off the base salary that you had and just keep living off that for some time being to get that foundation strong. Yeah. <laughs> Did you reinvest in business or did you also reinvest in other things as well? No, we, we, because we found that system that worked, uh, we reinvested in the businesses. Don't, don't, you know what, I feel like people, what they do is they think the grass is always greener. I'll go into developing. I'll, you know, I'll go into property now. I think stick with the system that works and, and get it to a point where it's really running well. That, and for us, the big thing was freedom, okay? So it comes back to our values. So I needed to make enough money to allow me to pay someone else to run, oversee the gyms, mm. and then me walk away. I walked away, but I'm, I'm in a different area. So that was the main value. 
And at what point between doing that first deal to get that first gym up until the point where you had, was it a general manager or whatever, someone to come in and take over the operations, how long did that take? Five years. So we're talking 2011 to 2017. Okay. All right. So around about six years. One of the things that I have witnessed um, is there's a few few periods of uh, real vulnerability for businesses um, Mm. right in the beginning. Um, As everyone knows, um, many businesses just don't make it past the starting gates. So right in the beginning and, and then high growth is a really vulnerable phase. Yes. Um, and then, it, and generally because the business is growing quicker than the foundations that support the business um, and Correct. protect it. Um, and the the other phase, which sometimes occurs with growth and sometimes not, is installing the general manager. Because most entrepreneurs, business owners have an idea of business. They want the business that runs itself so they can have the freedom. You know. Okay, yeah. And I think uh, a lot of people over-leverage themselves as well. So their yeah. loan value right. is, yeah. is, is the critical thing. And, and if they set a system in play to not go over, say, leverage of 40%, then they've got a buffer. So for me, what I've done is I've actually empowered the staff to take responsibility. I've set their KPIs around the turnover of the business. Yeah, so I've got multiple layers and now, and then what I've done as well, I've put an area manager in, not a general manager, because what do I need a general manager for? You know, if I, if I have an area manager that floats around, does the training, but also works within the business and he's incentivized really well, or she, yeah, um, then I find it's a self-sustaining system. You don't need to pay someone 200 grand to be toffee nose and sit in an office and talk talk down to staff when they should be working with staff. And I think that's a big problem with a lot of companies that are too top heavy. Right. Whereas they what they should be doing is dissipating all the extra profit amongst the little managers and the staff. And that's what keeps the system working. And what controls do you have in place? to make sure because when I see issues occur from perhaps the first time of the installation of someone that's managing um, the business so that the founder owner can take a step back um, off what can happen at that point is um, if the systems aren't strong enough the business itself in the hands of someone else doesn't perform to the same degree as when the owner founder is managing it. So what systems did you put in place to, um, to ward against that risk? Look, I think, uh, what I've done is to empower the staff to talk up, to speak up. Okay. Because a lot of people, a lot of big companies I find, the, the person that's doing the work or doing the sales doesn't get heard up the line. Mm. And, and they're your frontline soldiers. You don't listen to the lieutenant at the back. It's the guys at the front that are getting shot at that you need to listen to. Now, they're not always right and they don't have an understanding of the whole picture, okay? I get that. But I think when you lose sight of those frontline soldiers that's when side of the whole business can get lost mm. you know it can it, you can be putting your energy into the wrong area yeah yeah like and so you're wasting money um and i think that's inevitably it creates a bad culture and, and with a bad culture creates bad sales 
or, or a bad system, bad processes. I think if you give the ability for people to speak up and come up with great ideas, every single human being is a vessel of creativity. Now, if you allow them to be heard, and, and as a boss, I'm continuously saying I fucked up. Mm. And there, my biggest rule with my staff is you put your hand up when you make a mistake, we fix it. If you don't put your hand up, then you're in trouble. I don't yeah. care if you make a mistake. I tell that to them, yeah? Just don't make it two or three times in a row and then you'll get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> I make it too often. Yeah. If their heart is trying to do the right thing and they make a mistake, why would you why would you bring them down or or you know lower their ability to be creative? You're just spending creative juices to improve the business. I love it. I love it. I I, look, I completely, I 100% um, agree with you. You have many philosophies that um, I really believe in. And another question, um, of course, I have a million, um, (laughs) but this particular question relates to uh, franchise versus not franchise, go it alone. So firstly, what made you decide to go um, for a business that was franchised rather than starting up something yourself? Uh, Systems and processes. Yeah. That's it. Because like you said, it all comes back to systems and processes. I wanted something that I didn't have to create. Uh, my wife was an ex-operations manager and that was one of her key criteria. Mm. Um, so systems and processes with franchise. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and clearly the model works for you because that's what you've continued. You've continued to open up or, or acquire. Um, I don't. Yeah, they don't work for everyone though. Yeah. And I, I w- I've been egotistical and thought I could open one up everywhere and, and it hasn't gone as well as I thought it was going to go. And don't get me wrong. What, what are the bits that didn't go right? Not truly understanding your market, feeling that just because you're successful, and I see this a lot, subways, this and that, just because one goes good in one area and you understand your demographics and where the store is placed and the rent, you know, is, is you know, it's... And it's a holiday area. It's not a holiday area, you know. For me, going in and being too optimistic and not coming back to the data. So me and Kim are very, very critical about the data. It's just like a lawyer, yeah? You've got to go mm-hmm. through everything specifically. And a lot of people don't want to do that work. Mm-hmm. And as an owner, it should be a one-page data item monthly for you to review everything. But then if you're going to do a new venture, and that's where all your energy goes. Yeah, and you've got to be willing to say no. It's not worth the risk. Mm, mm. Yeah, that that's there's got to be a, a, a line drawn in the sand yeah. um, to say no. It's a lot easier to lose it. and i've just got to say a massive thank you there is so many things that you've talked about today that i just think um are really fundamental this discussion went in a whole heap of directions i wasn't expecting (laughs) but i love it no i really love it i I think it's um you know it's absolutely fascinating and um you know massive kudos to you for um for making it through tough times uh and, and developing a mentality that saw you through, you know, because a victim yeah. mentality can be a really damaging thing, you know. Um, and there's so many things in business you can't control, but the one thing that you can control is your um, uh, the, the 
the thought process um, you, you give to it. So, and you're just Pretty a cool. testament to to how that yeah. can play out. Yes. Um, and I, I just think it's a it's a really good point for people to stand back and um, and you know, as I said right before when we were talking about it, of course we we're in this this period of massive uncertainty um, and massive loss for many of our listeners, many business owners. But that can be an opportunity for serious reflection about what it really is that you're building and why and how maybe you can build it better, better the second time around. If I agree. And, look, I, I, I've done it. I've done it in six, seven years. So everyone listening, you, you don't, it's not impossible, you yeah. know. Have hope and don't give up and have drive. You know, that's what me and Kim are trying to do. We're trying to create with our mentoring group. Uh, the main people we have are mum and dads that have tried to invest and lost money and they've got kids. All they want is time back. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're getting people to collaborate together, teach them every process we've learnt, okay, from the fundamentals. We share everything with them. And we, that's our drive, our drive, that's our way to give back. Sure, charge them, but that's because it needs to be an equal transition of energy. Sure. Yeah? yeah. That's the thing. So. And, and, I mean, it's your time. You've got to value yeah. your time because yeah. if and you don't value your time, who the hell will? <laughs> exactly. And that comes back to the way you are treated. If you treat yourself highly valued, you are highly valued. Mm. And the people on the course or listening to you will listen to you. It's as simple as you go to a $50 uh, course, no one goes. No one just, yeah, they go, don't worry about it, it's 50 bucks. You go to a $1,500 course, you go, I'm going to rock up and mm. I'll be on time. Oh, absolutely. It's a value process. It is, it is. And so tell us just, just really quickly, as you mentioned, you um, have taken a number of people through a bit of a coaching program. What is, what is it that is the outcome that you think that okay, you're so leading them to? What we're leading to, so we've aligned up all their values. We've not everyone got in, by the way. So we've we've picked specific groups uh, that are ready emotionally, uh, and or, and the ones that we thought were just on the borderline, we we tried to get them to do some work on themselves. Yeah, which and so we're linking all these people because coming back to collaboration, don't be scared to collaborate mm. if you've got the fundamentals right. Okay, mm. because that was the stepping stone for me. Okay, I needed help. Put your hand up. Ask, create a vision. Um, so that's what we've done with these people. And look, we spent five months traveling last year. You know, we've I had a holiday off. Like, you know, we go to Whistler, we go to, this was six weeks of Whistler. We, like, it's Vanuatu, this, that. So for us, our freedom, that is freedom, that is time. And, and it was just by coincidence that people were attracted to that through our Facebook and Kim's coaching business. and we thought, well, Kimmy was like, well, why can't we do that for someone else? Why can't we do that for a group of people? So we've got a couple of families around Australia that are in the process of it. Um, we've got a contract to purchase their first business, which is really Brilliant. good. And they'll look at getting a 26% return on investment annually. 26% return annually. That's, that is huge. That's without me improving it. So I'm sitting back and I'm looking at items and going, there's 20, 30 grand I can change straight away. Mm. Yeah. So there's opportunities out there, but they could never do it by themselves. Mm. Yeah? Sorry, this is where the lawyer in me feels like I just must need to say, um, by the way, this is not financial advice. Please oh, ensure that you, yes. you go and get uh, tailor advice in relation to your own circumstances. <laughs> 
I am not a financial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. right. That's right. Just, 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 just throwing it in there. The lawyer yeah. you've got the yeah. need to throw that in. Yeah. <laughs> but possibly you're looking at you. You know, possibly. your feeling is that that you can yeah. get this to twenty six percent return. Uh, and look, obviously, it's over that. It's over that. But we've lowballed it uh, with our basic numbers. But look, anything could happen. You know, yeah. it, it could. It could go down to, but the way I see, even if it goes down to fifteen percent or twelve percent, imagine if it just goes to from twenty six to twelve. Who gives a shit? It's a mm. great investment. You don't get that, mm. you know. And then it's all about compounding that money. So what we're teaching is to compound that investment into the next investment. Then that will compound into the next one, and then they all these mums and dads will start to get the freedom of the hours that they wanted to spend time with the kids. Mm. That is more powerful than having cash in the bank. The vision of the freedom to have with your family or whatever, your new baby or dog or cat or whatever, that is the vision that needs to be uh, used. Uh, Get passionate about that. Peter, I love the passion. I just (laughs) absolutely love it. Look, you have been incredibly generous with your time today. As we have learned, time is extremely important Mm -hmm. to you and you've got some, sounds like some really good barriers and filters around that. So I'm glad that you relaxed them a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to turn the invoices. Maybe after this. Don't worry. <laughs> Love it, Peter. Calculated my daily rate. It's three thousand two hundred and eighty dollars a day. So. You're worth more. You're worth more. I know. I am. <laughs> uh, look, it's been a, an absolute uh, joy speaking Beautiful. to you. Beautiful. Um, I, I think this is a really important message. Not to harp onto it, but we're in a hard time, yeah. um, and I, I think it's um, it, for even businesses who are making who who are doing well through this period um uh, and there's a hell of a lot of our listeners who aren't by the way but for yeah. for for all business owners it's just you know I, I just think the one important thing to take out of today there's two um number one getting uh real with uh understanding what it is that you actually want to be creating mm-hmm. um because business can be so busy can't it you know, yeah. and you can just get so caught in the doing that yes. you forget to stand back and just work out where it is that you had intended. Yes. Yourself, you and know. if you're not there, cut the arm off, move somewhere yeah. else. Make hard calls. Yes. I think that's that's a thing right at this moment um, and the importance of making hard calls while keeping really clear with uh, where it is that um, that you're actually going. But, but you know, there's a lot of things in what you've talked about that require, you, you know, you, you didn't then just sit back and uh, meditate from a mountaintop. You took serious action um, yes. and you found ways to make it happen. Um, and, you know, there was risk in what you did and it could have all gone to crap, but I feel like you're the kind of person who just would have got back up, dusted yourself off again and... Uh, <laughs> Started again. All right. Okay, let's try the next plan. <laughs> and that's life, isn't it? It's yeah. like a wave. We go up and down. We go up and down. Sometimes a big one and you get smashed. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> um, Peter, I've loved it. I hope you feel that this has been a useful investment of it's your time fun. as well. I know our listeners are going to absolutely love <laughs> it. Look, um, I have a feeling there might be a whole heap of people who want to follow you guys on Facebook and see what you're doing next. Um, yeah. Well, where, well, I think- if I say Facebook, wherever the hell you are, how do people find you guys? 
Look, that's my wife. I think uh, I sent Marie a link to my, uh, my wife's uh, Facebook. I'm not a massive fan on the digital side of things, uh, probably because my wife has banned me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you actually, I'm pretty crap on social media. Yeah. 100% honest. <laughs> Usually it's not me, even if it looks like <laughs> it. I can't, like it just, I, anyway, let me not yeah. get started on social media. But it's Kim Lloyd uh, and uh, we've, we set up a link for our infinity um, uh, team or, or page to join. I think Marie's got it there. I don't know what you do with it. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, but, yeah, it's Kim Lloyd from Noosa. Uh, she's a qualified <laughs> business coach, NLP. Um, you know, she's an amazing, amazing, amazing woman and she changes people's lives. So uh, if anyone out there needs to reach out, even for a chat, even if they want to have a chat with me and they're a business and they're, um, you know, I'm happy to spend time with someone uh, as long as they're not in that victim mentality and they, and they just they want some support and, and want to chat, um, I'll be happy to uh, speak to them one-on-one as well as a way for giving back to. But just remember, guys, I'm not making any money at the moment as well. My businesses are closed. Yeah. Because I've set up systems in play, I have a big war chest. That's, I mean, that, that is just amazing. And, you know, and I love that this whole discussion, you know, is is coming from you who is a gym owner. We just, as we spoke about just before, like if you uh, didn't uh, have yourself set up well, this is what takes out businesses, exactly. right? Um, so yeah. it, it's about then finding a way that you can have a business that can sustain these times, yeah. I guess. And, and, and uh, Joanne, just a last finishing thing, everyone needs to do their numbers. The data is the critical thing. You need yeah. to know exactly your numbers. Yeah, people. A lot of people invest, but they don't work the investment out to work out how much it actually cost them. You know, all your taxes, all your repairs, all your mm. interest rates, etc. You know, that's inflation. Like add it in. And sometimes it's also for the reason that you can uh, that red flags will be raised that tell you when you need to get rid of assets or investments you know, before they pull you down. That's so, exactly, and that's exactly what I've done yeah. previously now because I went through that bankruptcy experience. I set, like you said, the red flag system, know your data. As soon as you see that data tweak, month two, boom, on the market, let's get rid of it. First buyer comes up, flick it off. Don't worry about 30, 40 grand. You can make that money up later or do you want to lose the six, 700 grand you invested That's such a good point. It's such a good point. But you need the data. You need to know what's going on to be able to make those calls. Absolutely love it. Look, in our show notes, we'll put links through to um, all of that stuff that Kim has sent us, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) I probably won't link there, but someone under (laughs) my name might. (laughs) I love it, Peter. This discussion's rocked. Um, I think our listeners will absolutely love it. I hope so. As long as I touch one person, that's all that matters. Oh, many more than that, many more than that. Now, look, you go have um, some of that fabulous uh, free time you've built. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's it for this episode of Talking Law, where we talked, of course, to Peter Lloyd all about his experience in having a really difficult upbringing, but being able to take some of the learnings from not even having finished school, from having also a business that uh, ended up in bankruptcy to now having been able to build not just the business, but also the life of his dreams through business. I hope that this discussion has inspired
inspired you. And if you are having a really tough time in your business at the moment, maybe you'll find that some of the things that Peter and I talked about might give you a new lens for which to look at your business and your business model as it is right now and ask yourself some hard but critical questions. And look, if you'd like to reach out to Peter or his wife, Kim, Kim Lloyd, then just head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au or just check out your show notes because we'll have a link straight through to Peter and also to Kim's Facebook page, other social media pages as well, if you would like to connect with them in person. Now, through our website at talkinglaw.com.au, you will also be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you're one of those people who just loves the detail and likes to see it written down. There you'll also be able to find details of how to contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal if you would like help with any of the items we covered today. We have a number of great services for businesses to help them not just in times of trouble, but also to help them fortify and protect their business to set them up for growth into the future so that when issues hit the business, it's less likely to have the impact of tearing the business down. At our website, you'll be able to contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal for a free discussion about your business or about any issues um, or concerns that you might have in mind at the moment. Well, that's it. I'm so grateful for you for listening into this podcast today. I really enjoyed recording it. I hoped you enjoyed listening to it. And if you did, maybe you might consider heading over to your favorite podcast player. And after you've hit subscribe, um, also perhaps leave us a review. We'd be ever so grateful. Well, that's it. Thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and Talking Law, a podcast that is very proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. looking for a top quality legal team to assist you in your organisation? Aspect Legal is an innovative commercial legal practice that specialises in providing fast and professional services for their clients. If you'd like to chat about how we might be able to assist you, simply head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a time for a free discussion with one of our lawyers. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au. 